as my father, the judge, used to say, that hot start that the Sunbelt had in bowl season went hasta la bye-bye. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz, hosting Afternoon Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP in Mobile. Uh, and prior to that, oh, covering the South Alabama Jaguars. And prior to that, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns and doing mornings on 1037 The Game in Lafayette. So the Sunbelt got off to a great start in their bowl games. They went to seven different bowl games. They won their first three. But, boy, they went out. I mean, what's this saying? They went out like a lion and started out like a lamb or something like that. No, that's not it. But, I mean, it was bad. I mean, they started out really well, and the last few games were not great, Bob. South Alabama uh, didn't do well. Uh, The Cajuns had their game won, lost it. I will say Georgia Southern put up a little bit of a battle. That was a good ball game. But let's talk about the last game first and coastal carolina once grayson mccall got hurt they were taking on east carolina and once uh, grayson mccall got hurt in the first half it was kind of all she wrote east carolina takes down coastal carolina my goodness 53 29 east carolina did not score less than 10 points in any of the quarters uh and once you went to jared guest it was not going to be great for Coastal Carolina, Grayson McCall, 10 to 12, uh, 67 yards. I think he got hurt uh, rushing for a touchdown, and that was basically it. That was the end of Coastal Carolina. They tried to get something going in the second half. They could have gotten a quick interception. Uh, They had some uh, interesting uh, penalties called against them, but really they were – Kind of outclassed uh, Bryce. Uh, they went to Jared Guest, who was 6 of 11, for 136 yards and a touchdown. They went to Bryce Archie, who was just 1 of 2, but he ran it for a little bit, I guess all of 6 yards. Uh, but the defense also could not contain Holton Aylers, uh, the quarterback for East Carolina. 26 of 38, 300 yards. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five touchdown passes. Also, for good measure, ran one in. He actually ran for 48 yards on just seven carries. Uh, it was 24, actually kind of close at halftime. And, he, and Coastal Carolina, I believe, actually had a 14 to 10 lead. Yeah, they took a, a 14 to 10 lead. And that was the Grayson McCall uh, touchdown run. And he was it. That was it. He got hurt on that play. Uh, East Carolina comes back to put two uh, scores on the board in uh, the second quarter. Uh, went up 24-14. Uh, and, you know, went away uh, at that point in time. Just pulled away. Uh, not a great way for Coastal Carolina to finish up the season. Is that lo- losses of three of four? And, again, that's a lot without Grayson McCall. Yeah, they, in fact, three in a row. Uh, they escaped against Southern Miss, didn't play against Virginia. I got blown out against James Madison, got blown out against Troy, and got blown out against East Carolina. If I was Coastal Carolina, I'd be really concerned about what the direction of this program is. 
It seems like it was a lot of it was a whole lot of Grayson McCall and a whole lot of Jamie Chadwell. We're not exactly going to know that uh, next year with Tim Beck in and a new quarterback in, but a lot of the talent that Coastal Carolina had for the last few years is gone. This year, especially, it was on defense, uh, and this program is not that much older than. South Alabama's, I think they've been playing a little bit longer total, but going up to the FBS, not so great. And, you know, they've struggled as well. They kind of hit a lightning in a bottle with Grayson McCall. Uh, as recently as 2019, they had a losing season, five and seven. In 18, five and seven. In 17, three and nine. I mean, this was not a great program. There's not a whole lot of history. Uh, although when they were at a lower level, I guess it was 10 and two in 2016, uh, they went nine and three. So pretty good at the, at the lower level, my mistakes, 12 and two, uh, but they, uh, 12 and two in, uh, in 2014. So there is a little bit of winning, a lot of winning actually 2013, 12 and three, my mistake. Uh, so they were pretty good, but they struggled. Unlike James Madison, I should say, they struggled, uh, to make that leap up to, uh, up to the uh, to FBS level, they went three and nine in 2017, 2018, five and seven, 2019, five and seven, and then boom sauce in 2020. They went 11 and 0 in the regular season, losing in overtime to Hugh Freeze and Liberty. 2021, they went uh, 10 and two, and in fact, they went 11 and two, beating Northern Illinois in the Cure Bowl. And uh, this year they won a nine a ball game. So they have made that leap. But a lot of that is connected to Grayson McCall, the three-time Sunbelt player of the year. So we'll see if they can reload with the defense, if they can find a new quarterback. I'm not sure if that quarterback is on the team. Uh, we'll see if Grayson McCall comes back because he was headed to Auburn and that didn't work out. He was headed to Florida. I'm not sure that's worked out. So we'll see where Coastal Carolina goes. Uh, because, you know, right now, and, you know, James Madison needs a quarterback. Todd Santeo is gone. App State Chase Bryce is gone. And so the, a lot of quarterbacks are going to be needed in the uh, Sunbelt Eastern uh, Division. Uh, Marshall's got a young quarterback. Georgia Southern's going to need a new quarterback. So there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be needed uh, in the Sun Belt uh, Eastern uh, Division. Uh, but just the way that this season ended, I know a lot was on Grayson McCall, but the defense didn't play very well. And, I mean, they even got blown out by ODU early on in the season, but it certainly did not finish up the way uh, you wanted to. Compare that to the South Alabama season, which, you know, finished up strong outside of the bowl game. They got blown out in the bowl game, admittedly, did write about that today on WNSP.com. You want to see that? Uh, one bad, very bad game just should not ruin the entire season uh, as it was spectacular for South Alabama. But it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Coastal Carolina, <coughs> excuse me, moving forward uh, because they may be depleted of talent. Of course, with the portal, uh, you can replace some of that talent very, very uh, quickly. All right, we will come back and talk about uh, the other ball game that was much closer today. Uh, Kyle Van Treese playing, uh, and Georgia Southern playing Kyle Van Treese's former team 
uh, the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bulls in the uh, Montgomery Bowl, whereas uh, Coastal Carolina lost East Carolina in the uh, Birmingham uh, Bowl. Uh, but first, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Dave Schultz back with more uh, Locked On uh, Sunbelt. Coastal Carolina loses three in a row to finish up the season uh, nine and four. Uh, They lose the Birmingham Bowl to East Carolina, (coughs) excuse me, uh, 53-29. Meanwhile, uh, Georgia Southern was going at it with the Buffalo Bulls, and this is actually one of the better bowl games that we've seen. I'm not sure how much it went back and forth. Let's see. Uh, Georgia Southern took a 3-0 lead, Buffalo 7-3, then 7-6, and 14-6. Georgia Southern tied it up at 14, Buffalo made it, 17-14, 17-14, then 20-14, to 14, uh, and then 23-14. to 14. Georgia Southern does take a you know 13-play, 90-yard drive. It took five minutes. The problem with that is it started with 8.38 to go in the fourth quarter. They got it to 23-21, down by two, and Buffalo made a couple of huge plays. The big one, the real big one, was Cole Snyder's a nine-yard pass to Justin Marshall uh, towards the Buffalo Bulls sidelines. It was a nine-yard pass on third and seven, and that basically gave Buffalo the ball. They had one more third down. They had to convert with just over uh, a minute to go. <coughs> and uh, Tajay Emmett uh, ran for four yards and converted a third and three, and they ran out uh, the clock. So this ball game was evenly matched. Uh, two teams coming in at six and six. Buffalo had to beat Akron in the beginning of December just to get in, uh, and they defeat the uh, the Georgia Southern Eagles, uh, 23-21. So Buffalo finishes seven and six. Georgia Southern six and a seven. Uh, Van Trees, uh, let's see, twenty-eight of forty-five, three hundred fifty-two yards, a couple touchdowns, and an interception. Cole Snyder, the quarterback that replaced Van Trees with Buffalo. 21 of 38, 265 yards, and a touchdown. The, the, uh, the tone for this ball game was set early on as Georgia Southern was stopped twice uh, inside the 10-yard line. These two field goals that Georgia Southern got in the second quarter, short field goals. Alex Rayner, 23-yard field goal. Kicking from the 13. That made it 3-0. Buffalo scores a touchdown, makes it 7-3. Then another 71-yard drive, and Alex Rayner, a 21-yard field goal, kicking from the 11. So they were, on the second field goal, they were sitting on the four, and on the first field goal, they were on the six. So Georgia Southern had chances to, I don't want to say take control, but, I mean, certainly to match Buffalo's 14 points in the second quarter, and Buffalo is scoring touchdowns while Georgia Southern is kicking field goals. So 
Uh, Georgia Southern certainly had their opportunities in this game. Uh, they did get back into it. First play of the second half, Buffalo fumbles. One play later, a touchdown, 79 yards uh, from uh, Van Trees uh, to McAfee. Actually, to Joshua Thompson. And it was Van Trees to McAfee for the two-point conversion uh, that tied the game up at 14. But uh, that was as close as they would get until the end when it was a 23 uh, 21. So again, uh, we'll see where Georgia Southern goes for their quarterback. I mean, I think that Van Trees threw almost, did he throw every single pass this year? I mean, almost. I don't know how to say Connor uh, Sigleski threw three passes this year. If he's the backup quarterback, OJ Arnold, the running back had two passes for 32 yards and a touchdown and Dalen Cobb threw a one pass. So out of the 565 yard, I'm sorry, 565 passes, Kyle Van Trees threw 559. So we'll see if a uh, Connor, uh, Sigleski or Sigelski, maybe C I G E L S K E is the quarterback uh, next year. He does finish with three, 3,901 yards. Kyle Van Trees certainly, you know, came in with a splash, beating Nebraska. Uh, even the loss to UAB. Okay, that's at UAB. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, they even lost to Coastal, lost to Georgia State. Had a big win against James Madison. Uh, got a win and move on against Old Dominion. But they faltered when they lost to South Alabama and could not recover. Losing to the Cajuns and losing to Marshall before the epic 51-48 to win over App State. And probably that's what everyone is going to remember. They're going to be disappointed in the Buffalo loss. They had a chance to win that ball game. Uh, they will remember the Nebraska game, and they will absolutely remember the 51 of 48, uh, two overtimes uh, against um, uh, Georgia Southern against App State in Statesboro is what I meant to say. So that that he'll be a legend uh, forever. Won't have to ever buy a drink or a meal uh, in Statesboro again. Um, when you just mentioned 51 48, that's kind of going to be like. You know what 28 to 3 means. I say to Patriots fans, but it seems to mean just as much to Saints fans uh, as they like to mock Falcons fans. So 51 48 will go down in the annals between Georgia Southern and App State as 28 to 3 uh, means in uh, the NFL. All right. Uh, I do want to ask you to take this uh, time. If you would please subscribe, we've been doing this now for a few months. We just started. I think a few weeks ago, uh, doing videos. Uh, it would help out if you would subscribe on uh, the YouTube channel. Just search out Locked On Sunbelt. Obviously, if you're watching this video, you have found it, so we could use the help with the subscribe. And if you would rate and review on, you know, wherever you find your your uh, podcasts. Obviously, it's on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, and wherever you do get the podcast, you can find Locked On Sunbelt. That would be a big help. Uh, to me and the channel. Uh, and here's what it comes down to. The more people watch, the more people listen, the more views it gets, the better guests that I can get. Uh, for example, coaches. The coaches will come on. I've had a few coaches uh, come on. They've been very kind from uh, Kurt Signetti to Charles Huff to John Summerall. Uh, but some of these guys, if I, I don't know them, uh, I think I had Clay Helton on the show after they beat Nebraska. 
But if I don't know them or they don't know me, we had, of course, we had um, Will Hall on. He was kind enough to come on because he knows me. Uh, but the, the more viewers this has and the more legitimacy uh, by the, the viewership and uh, the listens uh, and the subscribers, um, the better guests we can have because that's where, how they're going to decide what podcasts to go on because, you know, it doesn't everyone's got one these days. Everyone's got a podcast these days, and these coaches are pulled in umpteen different directions. They get a little low-key uh, vacation this week uh, before they get back to recruiting, uh, you know, slightly after the new year, after the national championship game. So they get a little downtime, and so, you know, I'm one among many asking for their time. Uh, so the more uh, views they see and the more subscribers uh, they see, the more legitimate uh, legitimacy it has. Uh, and the better chance we have to get guests. So please uh, subscribe uh, and uh, both on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you see it on Facebook, uh, like and uh, share it. That would be a, a big help. Thank you uh, so much. All right, quickly again, we got, again, we got basketball coming up, right? We have basketball coming up in the Sun Belt. I'm so excited. Uh, about this because finally we're getting there and I don't know I'm going to be straight about this I don't know the kind of team being here in Mobile I don't know the kind of team that South Alabama has I really don't last year I thought with the guys they had they had some power five guys uh, and if they stayed healthy they were going to be pretty good they did not stay healthy towards the end and so they faltered Uh, but I I don't know what they got this year all right we're going to quickly find out um they are six and six. Georgia Southern is seven and six. And then they play Georgia State on Saturday. So Georgia Southern up first on Thursday, Georgia State on Saturday. Certainly they are used to the road. Out of the 12 ball games that they've played, eight have been on the road. They've played a total of four home games on the road. Uh, they came home for uh, Spring Hill, uh, Mobile Rival, if you will, and then Jacksonville State last Wednesday. And then now they go back on the road again to play the Georgia teams, uh, although they will be at home <coughs> excuse me, for four games uh, after that. So they'll get to spend a few weeks at home uh, in the Sun Belt. So I, again, I don't understand. I'm not sure what we have in South Alabama. It does appear teams like uh, the Cajun Southern Miss and Marshall are pretty good. We'll see how good they are. Uh, Cajuns in South Alabama play a couple times this year, I believe. So uh, certainly they do come here uh, early in the season. Do, is it, is it both ways? At South Alabama? No, it's just here. Oh, no. They finish up. South Alabama finishes up with the Cajuns on February 24th. Maybe that's a little road trip to... Oh, it's a Friday. Uh, maybe we can do the, maybe we can do the show in more. <laughs> maybe we can do the show in Lafayette somewhere. Maybe I can find a place to do the show. Uh, anyways, uh, looking forward to basketball season. Uh, we'll get more into that as the season unfolds. Again, you do seem to have, uh, the top teams that are starting out. What do we say? The Cajuns, uh, Marshall and a uh, Southern Miss seem to be in prime, prime spots. Whereas, Everybody else seems to be like, you know, sort of good. We don't really know yet, right? James Madison, nine and four, Old Dominion, eight and four, Red Wolves and the Trojans, eight and five. And then it kind of goes from there. 
maybe UL Monroe is struggling four and nine uh, thus far. Thus far, have not won a, a game on the road. So uh, we shall see what it is uh, coming up uh, for uh, Sunbelt basketball. And we'll start to preview some of that uh, on uh, tomorrow's episode as they're getting underway on uh, Thursday. So, all right. I uh, want to thank you very much for tuning in to a Locked On uh, Sunbelt again the season, this bowl season started out. The season started out great with those three big wins, right? Marshall beating Notre Dame, App State beating uh, AM, and Georgia Southern beating uh, Nebraska. And then the bowl games Troy with a win, Southern Miss with a win, and one more uh, win in there uh, as well. <clears throat> And then they just lost the last four ball games, and three of them were not pretty at all. Now it's going to bother me that I can't remember. It was Southern Miss. Oh, Marshall. And Marshall uh, beat UConn. So those three ball games were pretty good, but then Western Kentucky blew out South Alabama, as we stated. Uh, Louisiana gave it away to Houston. Uh, Buffalo and Georgia Southern was a good battle. Uh, but Coastal Carolina got embarrassed by East Carolina. Grayson McCall going down, and that was kind of all she wrote. And when you see that happen, you kind of wonder what's going to happen next year as there's going to be a changing of the guard uh, in uh, Conway, uh, South Carolina. All right, once again, I am your host, uh, Dave Schultz. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day.